so um you know now that kamal is out of the race i feel like there's a there's a lane for uh some of the lower polling black candidates in the field i think one of them can really kind of make a break for it uh i feel like yeah, you know, um, we have there's there's like a figure from new jersey wait, that could potentially i mean take no, but nobody nobody wants to just say you know oh the the black people are gonna attract to another black candidate but you can't blame people for looking for another candidate that comes from their communities that might speak to them. You know what I mean? Like you can blame so, them. So, they so, Kamala Harris, and they were like, oh, "Thank you." <laughs> so now it's like, and, yeah, you know, we're talking about we're talking about from New Jersey. We're talking about he's liked by some people. We're of course talking about Carrie Booker. Did, did you did you say Cory Booker? No, I mean Carrie Booker. Who? Oh, uh, his name is Kerry Booker, and I'm being told that he uh, ran a school shittily. Wait. You want to run Corey? Look, guy, Cory Booker is having enough problems running for president. This dude, uh, like, got on Twitter and was like, I'm afraid if we can't raise some money by next week, I got to get the fuck out of here. I don't have time for this being broke shit. <laughs> and, like, people had to no, pass no, around no, a cup. Yeah, yeah. He's doing that all over again. He's on Twitter like, well... If you guys still want to see a black guy, please donate. Some I don't even think he plans on being president anymore. He's struggling. Um, you you, know, you, bring know, you understand when you, got, when you got a, when you have a candidate that's polling at like less than one percent, and they get another candidate that's polling at less than one percent, and they do a fusion dance, they get like eleven percent. <laughs> yeah, eleven percent. One and one. Cory Booker and Carrie Booker. If the two bookers did a fusion dance, then it would Harry's be great. Not even and running. He's not even at one percent. No, he's no. I didn't say one percent. I said less than one percent. So, oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay <laughs> well, yeah. here's the thing: who's going to vote for? I feel like the Booker vote is taken up uh, by by the main one. Who's going to vote for Kerry? Yeah, we, we talk a lot about how there's only so many lanes in politics. Is there enough room for both? Both I don't Booker even know brothers, if including the one who Booker's ran a very, very poor school. <laughs> I mean, it, you know what we got to do? It's, you know how like there's shit house film film studios that only exist to make, um, like knockoffs of other popular films. Yeah, like, that's why uh, they make right before they come out. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like um, they had Pacific, they had Pacific Rim, and then the shit house studios made like Atlantic Rim, and it came out like three days beforehand. What I I feel like we 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 should do that with the Democratic primaries. We have like Joaquin Castro, we have Carrie Booker, we have Kamala's Marxist dad. We just, just assemble a motley Tulsi crew has of that like sister relatives that posts on Twitter all the time. Tulsi has her her angry shit posting sister yeah. that. That's mm -hmm. ratchet and is always jumping in to defend Tulsi on any issue. <laughs> you know, honestly, yeah. actually, that we get Hunter Biden. That sounds kind of cool. Wait, right? wait, do this. We get Hunter <laughs> Biden on fucking stage. <laughs> All right, Hunter, up. Wait, wait. This is the, now. This is going somewhere. So we have Hunter Biden, Carrie Booker, uh, Joaquin Castro, uh, mm -hmm. Kamala Harris's dad. Who's the mirror, Pete? Is it Chastin? No, um, I, I feel. I, I feel like. I feel yeah, like. No, it definitely Chastin. is Chastin. It definitely is Chastin because in it's the un media, unfortunately, Chastin, that's the that's the same. Chastin kind of is the thing. counterpart. I, I understand this mostly. Yeah. We've been going with relatives, but Chastin is 
Pete's counterpart in the media. But I mean, like, they were kind of formed from the same... They were kind of formed from the same robot lab or, like, politician clone (laughs) factory. Okay. And and that fifteen years old, they had a they had like a rock paper scissors competition between the two of them to see which one would be the politician and which one would be the politician's husband. Okay, can can Steyer and Bloomberg merge and become one turbo billionaire? <laughs> we gotta agglomerate enough billionaire candidates family? to form a trillionaire candidate. I don't think I don't think that he has family. Bloomberg. Bloomberg killed all his family, right? <laughs> That's canon. I think he I think he put them in jail for having a fucking Coca-Cola. <laughs> he, yeah. he found one of his relatives with a fucking orange vanilla Coke and was like, you gotta go, son. But yeah, the, the replacement for Steyer and Bloomberg is gonna be like all of the billionaires in the world and maybe some millionaires as much as we can agglomerate together into one trillionaire candidate. Actually, can it just be like a Chinese billionaire? Yeah, I think that would be cool. Who just like doesn't even give a shit about America at all, even slightly, only cares about money. Uh, yeah, that sounds there, there great. Was, there, I was mean, this, got... there was this really <laughs> stupid uh, article in New York in the New York Mag, the Intelligencer, that um I haven't even read it, and I don't want to read it because it would spoil the magic of the title. But it's an appeal to hard left. Bloomberg praises Chinese communism. Bloomberg we argues that Xi is not a dictator, an ostensible bid to occupy the neo-Stalinist lane of the Democratic Party. <laughs> Yo. Hard-hitting journalism. We should, for real, just get a Chinese candidate in there. I mean, primary so white, right? It's time to have some diversity yeah. in this bitch. Like, well, Yang. I mean, Yang who, might who make talking it. talking about for Yang? Right? Uh, who's Yang's doppelganger in this, in this oh. shithouse primary? I mean... Who do we? Yeah, who would you want for a Yang doppelganger? The whipped cream. Yeah. <laughs> a, a Fuck. Thing God. Jesus. No, actually, we, we're gonna replace Yang with the tweet of Yang where he says, "I literally want to give you a thousand dollars." It's just gonna be somebody oh, carrying a printout no, of that tweet. Instead of instead of Yang, it's just gonna be like. Ten hundred dollar bills just on the debate stage. <laughs> on the floor. And when and when they cut to the, the the pile of money for for like a question, it plays the fucking uh, million dollar man theme song. It just goes <laughs> money, 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 money. I was just I was just imagining just cash register sounds. It just pans over there. <laughs> <Ching! That's- laughs> Yo, that's actually a lot better. That's, that's like excellent. some sonic ring sound. All right, so uh, who's who's the mirror, Bernie? Do we just use Jane or somebody else? Hmm. We could get Corbin. We Corbin, Jeremy Corbin just comes over from the UK. He says, "You know no, what? It, it, Labor." It, it, it's yeah. a tag team of uh, of Lula, Melancon, and Corbin. Oh my God! Now you're actually you're making my heart flutter. Like I'm getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> like like you see the you see the three of them that aren't tagged in at like the the back of the debate stage, just like fucking chatting. They're playing a chess game, and then when one of them has a hard question, he's like, "Fuck!" And then he runs back there and t- and tags the other one in. I hear Abel Morales doesn't have that much going on. He could just come yeah. here. We, we, we can, we can add Ava Morales and AMLO in there. We can just add a tag team of all the 
fucking international socialist to represent Bernie. <laughs> what is this episode about? We're talking about education. <laughs> oh, yeah. This was like, like just, just some, just some insider inside knowledge. Um, this opening bit was supposed to be uh, about reading a, a story about Cory Booker's brother running a shitty school that had to be closed. Um, but we didn't we get do, to that yeah. because we spent so much well, time on this okay. stupid metaphor. <laughs> it's not just that he ran a school that got closed. Cause like, whatever. I mean, people, you know, shit happens. Yeah. School's closed. But he, but he ran a shitty school that got closed. And then now he works at a high level in education in New Jersey. And he doesn't really have a lot of positive criteria to his name or like, this is what we call failing upwards. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The article is just wild because this story about this school is something else. I mean, it's just like the epitome of somebody just fucking up at every turn is at least what it sounds like. I really would like to give this guy a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, maybe. And like, I wish I could, you know, I wish the school was still open. I could just go there. <laughs> or more accurately, Brandon. You live a lot freaking closer than us, so probably you or Ren. But, you know, one of you East Coasters could just go there. Oh, absolutely. And do some little some on-the-ground journalism. But it's closed. We have to trust the word of people talking about it after the fact. But it really sounds like um, every disaster. bad decision. <laughs> it just seemed like he just did not have the money, which kind of tells you maybe these kind of schools are not like a fucking great idea. Yeah. I mean, this shit was basically like Grift University over here. Um, yeah, the, the school was called Omni Prep, and like they just had no money, uh, and yeah. and were just and trying to run plan maybe. Yeah, I, I don't think they lasted for what one year, two years. It was very short lived. I probably. No, I th I think it actually lasted a lot longer than that. Like like five years or some shit. <laughs> Which is the crazy like, part. They were trying to recruit from like these schools in the hood, and they were sending like they first of all they had to get like these semi qualified teachers who were willing to do this shit on like a reduced salary to get their foot in the door or whatever. And they were trying to raise like tuition. So they were going from like door to door in the hood, trying to get like parents to sign their kids up for this fucking prep school. Just like truly <laughs> hilarious. Real like uh fucking uh occupier, settler, colonizer vibes <laughs> on this shit. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't even know. Uh it's just wild that he managed to keep the school open for more than a few months from the sounds of it because i mean we're talking that like they had this like basically nearly empty classrooms and shit just like no resources no materials is basically the way it sounds which they, is had, pretty awful. They, they literally did not have books like the teachers had to bring the fucking school books i assume they just put like some fucking pdfs from the pirate bay on a fucking projector and they were like, you kids, we're all going to fucking read this shit together. Mm-hmm.
I don't just, even know. Like I went to throw, throw twenty dollars Steam gift cards and say, "Go play Hearts of Iron 4. I went that's to the, the that's the tier for... education we're talking here. Oh, they're not playing uh, Crusader King. <laughs> no, teach the kids about incest. You got. You Why would teach, an American teach them to play Hearts of Iron first, so that you know, they understand that fascism is bad, yeah. but only in an abstract sense? Yeah. Oh, got it. Makes perfect and, sense. And also that communism is fundamentally identical to fascism. It's only yes. aesthetics that change them. That's right. I, I still feel like we should do a full episode on this Booker situation. Maybe we'll do it for the people mm -hmm. on the Patreon, but we should talk about education. Maybe like when Booker drops out or something. That's going to be like three weeks from now. We don't have that kind of time. Hmm. Hmm. Anyways, yeah. the, uh, climate, the climate's going to collapse before Booker drops. Yeah, the climate's <laughs> going to collapse. Do yeah. we? Do we? Do we yeah. want to just um, cut into healthcare education? Wait, before before <laughs> all that, y'all talking about climate collapse? Do y'all know? Uh, your boy Delaney is still running, bro. Uh, he said he wouldn't drop Kamala. out. Kamala, Kamala dropped, dropped out before out Delaney. Delaney. To be, to be fair to Delaney, he had a plan for this from the very beginning. That like, even if he made no money, no donations, nothing ever happened. He was going to stay in until fucking the polls came in Iowa or something. I, or maybe even Super Tuesday. I don't remember exactly what he said. But like, he's not going to drop out. He said that. And so he made that plan from the beginning. And like, you know, so but Kamala, on the other hand, she thought she was like one of the top tier candidates let's say that there's only four slots for top candidates i don't know if that's really true but it kind of seems that way when people talk about it um sometimes at least yeah she thought she was one of the ones man yeah and she, she was wasn't she was, she was in the next four not in a bad spot but not in the spot she thought she was and she overspent. yeah and like the she was spending for a uh top tier candidate but she wasn't having the fundraising of a top tier candidate. Anyway, we covered a lot of this. Yeah, her life. whole. Y'all already know. Yeah, yeah, But you're you're loyal, Pam. Delaney is still in. Delaney. Delaney. Yeah. How is Delaney still? I mean, because I know he's I just a billionaire and he's self-funding. But also, like, I just don't understand his desire to do it. Like, I I, I can rationalize everything I just said about why. It makes sense and how he's able to do it. But I don't actually know why he's doing it. He's bored. He's like 70 years old and he wants something to do with his life. What's more something to do than run for president? I guess that's fair. That's pretty fair. Well, this is an episode about education. We're not safe for wonks. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Hi. We're that was definitely talking about story, education and college. Very normal intro. We're going to talk about uh, education funding mostly today. Um, as y'all know, we've talked about education before. An episode, I believe it's 19, Please Respect Me, I'm Gifted. Um, we kind of got into more of like philosophically how we feel about education, which is still a topic we'll probably get into more. But today we really want to talk about kind of the more surface level policy where things are going in terms of the nation's conversation on free college. Yeah. That's correct. I mean, this is something that was uh, another thing that was considered beyond the pale, like 
four or five years ago, you was not allowed to even say some shit like this. And now, uh, like half the Democratic Party, if you're not saying this, they're trying to kick your ass out onto the curb. So uh, why the change and what are the arguments being made against that idea? What are the arguments being made against debt forgiveness? And, you know, in, our, in that last episode, I think we talked a lot from the perspective of uh, K through 12, uh, K through 12 mm-hmm. being like how we treated young children. And now I think some of those same ideas about competition between kids, uh, we're kind of seeing how that competition translates into adulthood because now it's it's about like college age kids that are a little bit older. And I think a lot of the opposition is from people who have graduated college already and they kind of see themselves in competition with those people that are younger than them and are coming out of school, especially because like we have an economic system that kind of prioritizes, you know, who is like younger and more exploitable and who can work for less and shit like that. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree with you. I also think though that the value of education has been oversold. And I, and I don't mean to say that learning is bad, um, but the value specifically of like going to college has become really inflated in a lot of people's minds where it's like you go to college and maybe with the caveat that you have to choose the right degree somewhat, but even a lot of times not, people's minds, it's like I, I graduated, I'm going to have like a good job now. I'm going to work at a desk and make 40, 50, 60 K minimum. And I'm going to, you know, come home, you know, at a reasonable time every day and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not accurate. And a lot of people are kind of like facing up against that still. But I think that there are a lot of people who still are bought into the mentality, either because they did have that experience or one of the lucky ones, or because they still think they're going to have that experience um, and that there's just some roadblock in the way like, oh, well, I just haven't finished my master's yet or some shit Um, like uh, that, you know, they're kind of in objection to this free college thing because they think, well, the system really does pay for itself. I've seen this a lot, like way more than you would think, because it's not, in my opinion, a super logical viewpoint. But I even had um, a teacher that was one of my high school teachers after high school. This was a conversation that happened over social media. Uh, It was one of the last conversations I bothered to have with this person. Um, They said that, you know, people used to invest in other things. Now your education is just more important. I was like, bullshit. My education is not worth $80,000. Not in any fucking universe at all. Is it worth 80,000? No. And part of it's because we're not taught practical math. I honestly think this is I know this is a weird tangent now, but this is really important. I think we're not taught practical math. I'm sure you've heard everybody by now make the joke. But even if you haven't, here it is for the first time, you know, it's not really a joke. I don't know what it is. Observation, you know, that like you're never taught to do your taxes one time in fucking school, even though that's something you're supposed to do forever for the rest of your life. Um, that's not an accident and it makes you think about numbers a certain way. So if you have $80,000 in college debt, but you're looking at a job that pays 80K a year, you're probably thinking, well, shoot, 
how hard can it be to pay off this college shit? Yeah. But like, <sighs> the economics aren't there. And, and as people see that, they're coming around to this college forgiveness. We got to have debt-free, you know, none of this bullshit. Everybody's got to be able to go to college for free that wants to, period, end of story. Um, not, yeah, and it's not even like a matter of like giving people the freedom to discover new things without fear of an economic blah, 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 blah. It's really because um, the the job requirements have changed. Uh, there's like more of an education level needed for jobs that are in growth industries. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. And and just in general, you see, I mean, uh, I think we've joked about this a little on the podcast before, but like you see these job postings all the time where it's like, we need a bartender with a bachelor's degree. <laughs> yeah, you know? but... But the real thing is, is they don't really need no bartender. What they really want is to have as few applications as possible. Because if they really do have, like, we need a bartender, it's going to be like fucking 500 applications that they get and they have to go through. Whereas if they bring it down, they can uh, have, like, maybe, like, 30 to go through, which is still a lot, a classroom of people you trying to get one a, job. Well, you know, also, that's another reason. There's like two reasons why they why they do this sometimes, and that's because either they're hiring, they already have a person internally from the position, but company rules say they have to put out a job position or like a job opening for any position that they're hiring for. And it's a foregone conclusion who they're hiring. So they just like jack up the restrictions on like, you got to have 17,000 years experience in C plus or whatever. It's either that or they jack up the requirements for the job so that um, nobody is seen to be qualified, at which point they can apply for um, like foreign workers on an H-1B. Yep. Yep. Which, and they, they have to like say to the government, oh, we tried looking for American workers, but we just couldn't find anyone. So please let us, so please let us get a bunch of uh, migrant workers and keep them here on visas and we'll pay them like zero dollars. Yeah. So everybody. There's even more though, actually, that I really have to touch on because like there's all of this psychology wrapped up in this too. Cause when you see a job posting like that, let's say you apply and you're a little underqualified on paper, but realistically you're completely qualified. They now have an excuse to pay you less. They can be like, well, we weren't going to hire you because you didn't have the blah, blah, blah. But we really like you. But since we're going to have to do extra training because you don't have the blah, 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 you were going to pay you fucking seven dollars less an hour or whatever mm -hmm. than we advertise the position at. And so then they, they can advertise positions at these competitive rates. And then like it's it's all a sham. There's just like so many ways that this is really, really twisted. And they just find like the most low self-esteem motherfucker they can get and just bang on them. And yeah, and because of that, and here's the, the good news is people are kind of like getting waking up to this shit, being wise about it. They know what's going on at this mm -hmm. stage, mm -hmm. which is why it's such a demand for the policy to change. Uh, right. And as, as you see that demand for the policy change to increase, uh, you see the arguments being made against it. And this kind of reminds me of 
the Medicare episode we did a little while ago, they don't just say like you're poor, fuck you. Like that's for like Republican media. But they right. know that like the energy behind this idea is coming for the left. So they market ways to appeal to people who generally like the idea of less expensive college um without saying like you're poor fuck you they they dress the shit up in other ways uh to market the idea that you should not have this absolutely mm-hmm. and we've seen this recently from one of our absolute favorite candidates mayo pete he's our favorite yeah. he's our candidate of the year <laughs> Um, Pete has been attacking free college basically from the right, uh, basically using conservative talking points, you know, taking it from this perspective of like the way that you do anti-welfare talk. Yes. Uh, I mean, it really is like Republican talking points. Here's Here's the thing. I don't believe this is really like a Republican talking point because... There aren't any Republicans that are like, oh, we should have free college, but for certain groups. Means testing is not Republican. It's like just basic neoliberal shit. Um, the Republican talking point is uh, go out there and learn how to swing a wrench and have somebody's dad <laughs> hire you to like go and fucking swing a wrench at something. Uh, go mow a lawn or something. Get $20 per lawn. Save your money and then go to college that way. To be fair, Pete's been saying yeah. a little of that kind of stuff too. Not exactly the same, mm-hmm. but, but it's yeah, very. I, I, it's I, I will very agree deeply, that it's not like Republicans like, aren't smart to oppose welfare reform and um, expanding entitlements in that way. Instead of just like um, that's right. socialism, and we can't have socialism. They're, they're just dumb. Republicans are just dumb. Yeah, Republicans will call you just a pinko fuck and rub a cigarette in your eye and, you know, tell you to kiss off. Whereas, like, the Pete people will, like, be like, okay, yeah, we agree with you in principle, but there is a, like, seven-point way to do this, and it's going to add to the overhead and make it uh, just a pain in the ass for people. So this is, this is it. Uh, and he ran an ad. And I actually watched the ad for the first time uh today because i wanted to see it like in isolation because most of the my viewing of this ad had been in people attacking the ad and it's a good sounding ad if you are not like listening to this podcast and know what's what's up with shit uh you would you would say this dude sounds very smart and very reasonable and i think that part of why there's been so much uproar about the ad is because He sounds very smart and very reasonable on this issue. And it appeals, again, we're going back to the Medicare episode, to people who are like, we just need to all come together and figure this out. Yeah, and he's also been approaching that from another angle, which is the like, what about the people who don't want to go to college? Are we leaving them out of this conversation? For the record, y'all, I'm a college dropout. Give people free college. I don't give a fuck. I'll pay for it. It's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so is it bad for is it bad for the public to pay for a billionaire's kid? A, the millionaires and the billionaires that are going to public colleges, we know them. You can't go to a public college without running into a 
a billionaire's son lording their Ferrari over everyone. Um, is this real? How real is it? Is it expensive? How expensive is it? Is it politically doable? How doable is it? In my opinion, we're talking about like five people because we're talking about like low grade millionaires and their worst fail sons. You know? <laughs> That's who's gonna like, take advantage of this. We're talking about like five people a year, or some shit. Like yeah, I don't like, even. Who cares? Like you have a failed daughter, and you know she doesn't give a fuck about books, but she's cute. She's gonna get married, but you want her to have a degree. You or, send or, her ass or to you're Florida. gonna set her up with a job, but you're mm-hmm. like, please, honey, you have to have the fucking diploma. So that like, we, so that we can slide you into the job, and we make the bullshit ad talking about they need a master's to apply. When we slide you into this job, you, you got to at least have a bachelor. So they yeah. take the failed daughter and they, they sent her to Florida State. <laughs> they sent her ass to Florida State. And uh, yeah, it's not a big it's not a big deal. It's like you're you're so not worth it to me. Like I I could send you to Stanford and pay five million dollars for a wing of a library and you'd get four point every every quarter. But like you're you're just so just fucking stupid I'm, <laughs> but, I'm, I'm just gonna send you to florida state i don't even care if your gpa is good at this point like just just get a thing please yeah but yo yo here's a big here's a big point that's not really being considered so that failed daughter she is getting free college right mm-hmm. she's getting it from her dad like <laughs> paying for yeah. it yeah, and if we if we do an appropriate kind of wealth tax, maybe things wouldn't even be that different. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and, let's, and also, let's tax and also the rich something for this college shit because they've got the that fucking money. Something that isn't typically considered is that, like, because of the structure of the nuclear family, um, sometimes the children of billionaires, like their parents, fucking despise them. And so they can't pay for college. So and yo, like, that's are, we, good are, are we supposed to deny them college? That's true. Like a lot of kids get disinherited by rich people. That's something that, you know, we tend to talk about the people that get to stay in the dynasty. But mm-hmm. yeah, what, where's Tiffany Trump going right now? <laughs> damn. Okay, I can. Damn. Yeah, she doesn't have a cushy White House job. College for trans millionaires. I'm not. I am in like a failed daughter of of like a billionaire. Yeah, Tiffany Trump needs to have free. Like I I think. I think under. Fuck it. Like I think under. I think under Pete Buttigieg's proposal, which is like parents' income is under eighty thousand dollars, like I wouldn't get free college. It's like, "Mm, why? (laughs) This is stupid. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You're probably it's like we we should and do an episode for somebody about the for somebody fucking... like Pete Buttigieg who's gone out of his way to like suck up to everyone and like get accolades everywhere he can for him to say, well, maybe not everybody needs free college. What the? F- what the? Yeah, fuck Pete has been, has gone. I don't think he's ever even been to a public school. He's gone to nothing but like the the best schools in literally the history of the human race for uh, his entire life, and then he goes out and he's going from town to town in these small towns and like your kid doesn't need to go to college. 
pick up a <laughs> pick up a wrench. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know he'll he'll talk about community colleges and shit like that. But you know what I mean. He's fucking went to Harvard. Pete Booty. Every something... and this has been corroborated by people. Like this isn't just like speculation. This has been corroborated by people who knew him as a kid. Like every decision Pete Buttigieg has made has been a concerted effort to try to become president. Like he's been planning this since he was a child. I mean, I mean let's I mean, be real. We've all known the type. He's just successful. He's the one who did it. Yeah. I mean, there are yeah. plenty of people like, who have tried a, to be there's, Pete there's a There's a... There's a yeah, there's a million small town mayors and a million like chief like CEOs of think tanks in Washington D.C. that are getting older and they just I I could have been president I had everything planned and then like I didn't I didn't get the Rhodes scholarship or something or I, I didn't get a library named after me or I only got a I only got a 34 on the ACT instead of a 35. To be like, fair. You know what? It's going to be like, this is just petty revenge on my part, but I, I can't wait until Pete Buttigieg falls in his fucking ass. And um, because, you know, and he joins the rest of the line of those people that have been waiting years and years to be president and just like can't do it. Because what is he going to be? What is he going to do then? He's going to be former mayor of South Bend, Indiana, and failed presidential candidate. Where do you go I mean, from there? Like, you, are, you already careful. shot your shot. You can't do it again. Yeah. If he's not careful, he's, he's going to be, gonna be like delicious. Beto or Kamala in that, like, or Tulsi in that his political career might be worse off after running for president when it's all said and done. Like, yes, he's on the high note right now. He's riding high. Because a couple of polls said he was the shit, but most of the polls just say he's okay. Um, like, like you can translate uh, a you can translate a, a primary loss into something greater, like is done. But Bernie, even if he didn't run this cycle, he had like a, a wealth of experience in the Senate, in the House of Representatives, and as a small town mayor. Like, Pete Buttigieg doesn't have any of that. Like, if you were to cut it off here. There'd be nothing. He would just well again. He has the problem exist. that these other people have that like he's ruining the goodwill where he lives. And so if this national shit doesn't work out, he's gonna go home with his tail between his legs, and his town's gonna be like, no, there's this new guy that's running for mayor. <laughs> we like him. And it's in he's in Indiana, which is a red state. So it's not even like he can just retire to running in the same house district for the next seventy years. Yeah, listen, he's going to be fine because almost any nominee that gets into office is going to pick him for cabinet. He'll be secretary of something, something, something. And then he will start a foundation. He'll start a he'll start a a pack or something and he will rake in money. He'll be on TV forever. Um, Yeah, he's just going to be fine. He's going to live a, a blessed, wonderful life. And to be fair to him. Um, imagine that you're gay and you want to be president and it's 1990, like three. Um, Uh. the only, your only option is like, all right, I'm going to have the greatest resume of all time and try to slide in here. (laughs) So, I mean, he's like 10 years old and he's like, okay, 
Uh, I've got to get ready for Harvard and get ready for the Army and get ready. For... I mean, look, I don't know. I don't blame. I don't. I don't blame him too much for the careerism. Uh, wasn't this an episode about education? As soon yeah. as there was an opening to dump <laughs> oh, on this right. guy, it was like, all right, stop everything. Stop everything. Well, thing. We don't just want to rehash. We just did Medicare for all recently. And we don't just want to rehash how you pay for free college because that's this, it's literally the same arguments. Go back to Medicare for all and just fill in the blank of free college instead of Medicare. And then bad argument, just find the free college bad argument. And then how do you pay for it? Just look at the numbers. There's a million people out there that, that, can, that can show you that this is possible. And in fact, there's a million countries, not a million, but there's a, a large number of countries that can show you this is possible as well. Uh, and even a lot of like kind of small or not as economically, quote unquote, developed countries have done this. And yes, there have been hiccups along the way, um, but it's not the end of the world. And in the long run, it works out. It really works out. That is all accurate. Do you guys want to talk about some other specific education arguments or do you guys want to branch out to something else? I do want to touch on a couple other things, actually. Because I think there are a couple of other like really bad faith arguments that we can get into. One of oh, them. Oh, yeah. This is supposed is to be like... a show about like <laughs> confronting narratives. Stuff. Well, I mean, it's whatever it is, but we try to do some, some like journalistic stuff Give i guess take away yeah. <laughs> um i mean but, we uh, can just dunk on uh, pete for an entire hour clearly we are built for that honestly maybe we'll take some of these pete dunks to the patreon even if we have to but let's get into a couple more like specific college things um so one argument that you hear sometimes is like an argument against free college is like well what if everybody just goes to college first of all what if everybody goes to college? Would it really be bad? Because like education's good, like, right? Like, are are you um, saying that, like <laughs> it's, it's it's essential for us to gatekeep education, or else it'll lose its value? Yeah. Are you saying that there is a necessary class of people under the educated white collar workers or some shit? Because mm -hmm. like there needs oh, to be. Let's not of, go there. Because I mean, let's like, just not. There's degrees above bachelors like if you really need a um if you really need a cast of people that have college degrees you can go on masters and phd people but actually um studies they just... have shown that free college doesn't actually necessarily increase graduation all that much that you especially you might get more people applying and going through like a first year, but most first year college students wash out uh, as mm -hmm. it is. So uh, you might uh, you might get more people like applying. And, and the thing is, if, if people go and take a few college classes and drop out, but they're still that much more educated, that's still good. That's still progress. We're really obsessed sometimes with these metrics like these goals and there's these reasons that people give like well it shows that you can work towards something or you know and it's like fuck that like people 
I've never met anybody that couldn't like accomplish the shit that they're passionate about if they're given opportunities and skills and Mm -hmm. love and compassion, blah, blah, all the things you need to be a functional human. Um, So it's, it's bullshit. It's fucking, the whole thing is nonsense. And so if, if people, if a lot more people went to college. With that first year year washout rate, if a lot more people are going to college, that just means like when you have a larger sample size and you're sieving out like the best ones, that means that you statistically, you will have like more very good college graduates. Yes. Talking like the people most apt. If you want to believe in some kind of ability funnel, this would encourage it. So I don't even think things like that are good, but I'm sure a lot of people out there that might listen to this do. And that's okay. Honestly, we can disagree on things. But even if you believe that, you should agree with me here. I mean, it's like there's um, there's not a lot of really high-skilled women chess players. And that's partly oh. because there's not a lot of women chess players. I didn't Why expect this episode be? to go Why there. Would... Why would women play chess? Chess is stupid. Chess is, yeah, I agree. Chess is, chess is stupid. Chess is but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just making an <laughs> argument in the sense that, like, no, I know what because you mean. there's and less women playing chess, there's less second. like really, really good ones because just like statistically, I was in chess club like a fucking dork. So don't even oh, come me at too. me in the mentions. Don't oh! even come at me in the mentions. You were both like, gifted kids that played chess. I find that so hilarious. God, no, I, I distinguished myself. I I did karate for five years to impress a girl I liked. Was she in karate or was she just like thought yes. karate was? Cool? Yeah, she was also in karate. I think she's oh, okay. a black belt now and she actually teaches it. But I washed out as like a green belt because um, I just couldn't stand it. I did fencing in high school, like, like <laughs> Olympic fencing, like sword Kennedy, play. Kennedy, I just want to uh, say that is a very youth thing to do yes, like nothing against you but um, i can very much see kennedy cooper fencer yes it was a thing and um a drunk fencer <laughs> my fencing teacher also did chess club and there was a strong pressure to do both because chess makes you a better fencer or at least that's the theory that's actually so i did both wait uh so short sidebar have you heard of chess boxing yeah yeah i know about it yeah they should just have chess fencing. You play chess for like a few minutes and then you have to go and you have to fence. We we would kind of do that. Not like as intensively where it's just a few minutes of fencing, but like, yeah, we would like play like chess and then gear up and fence and then go back to chess and then like gear up and fence sometimes and fencing. It was actually kind of cool. That's funny as hell. You know how Josh Collins, <laughs> Collins like, um, he's going he's gonna to eminent domain all golf courses and redevelop them into... Um, into forests i feel like we as a podcast should take an anti-chess stance where we're going to um recycle all chess sets into like more useful wood products or into just better board games yeah yeah man we gotta we gotta <laughs> chess out don't wake daddy is in <laughs> okay, talk, okay. I want some operation, bitches. Real, real quick, oh, operation. Real quick, um, best, best. I one. want competitive operation. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, no, I just was wanted us to go down the line, like best board games. Let's 
Oh, Let's shit. just go down. This seems semi-appropriate for the education episode, I guess. Brandon, you start. Uh, are we are we counting cards against humanity? Um, sure. Uh, I guess so. Uh, if you I'll want count. To. That's a board game. Better L- than chess. Let's go with that. It is better than chess. Mm-hmm. Ken, what would you what would you go? Um, I kind of like the Battlestar Galactica board game again, and a very Ken thing. <laughs> It's it's like a really long game of mafia, mm. in a in a good way, and uh, okay, so- I, for, from like Battlestar Galactica board game, I assumed it was one of those ones where you had the miniatures on a board and you had to get a ruler out to see like, hmm, my short laser no. beam goes five inches. Is your <laughs> ship five inches away from mine? Get out the ruler. I would yeah. have to say like I'm one of those fucking snobs that plays euro games so like ticket mm. to ride oh god yeah sure ticket to ride's no, all right none ticket of us ride the... Is the intersection of uh euro games and trains which means it's perfect for us none of us said scrabble i like scrabble scrabble sucks because i hate spelling and the english language sucks that's interesting how are you um... a writer <laughs> oh no um uh, uh, I, I I'm competent, but it sucks. Okay. Um. Do you do y'all feel that your lives are enriched by uh having done all of these activities and not having uh seen them 100 percent of the way through or nah? Would, yeah. yeah. Would free yeah. karate have boosted your your life a little bit? <laughs> Honestly, I know that this is not where we plan to go, but I think more free like sort of alternative education is something that we need in this country and is something that's not yeah. talked about enough or at all and, really and, and we can we should talk about this within with another episode with dre about like where to go with anti-schooling but yeah like we should be we should be funding like community centers offer like courses on the weekends and shit that's something we definitely should be doing So I think before we wrap up, we should maybe get into, I think that there are some underlying reasons why free college is Classism? a push, a pushback issue in America that maybe we could get into to kind of like conclude this, because this is the unspoken shit. We've talked a lot about stuff that you can find in the news. And so, like things that you can respond to. Yeah, you could Google some of these exact phrases and probably find articles that we read because, you know, you like accidentally memorize phrases in that way and then repeat them. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but you won't find a lot of this stuff, what we're about to say, in any of that. And and this is important because this is this is more important than a lot of these other reasons. When people say we can't pay for it, blah blah blah, all this stuff, that's uh, a line that was bought and sold down the river. Maybe they believe it, but the guy that sold it to him didn't. And uh, mm-hmm. the guy that sold it to him believed one of these things. I guarantee fucking tee it. So let's oh, get that. Yeah. Um, and I'd, I'll start us off with just like, uh, lack of free college is a military rec- scheme. 
straight up. I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. Because I mean, like when you when you talk to people who are in the military, very few of them actually are like jarheads that wanted to shoot brown people for freedom. Right. You know, a lot of them wanted like they didn't have any opportunities in their life and they wanted like or they wanted free college or something like that. Economic choice. And, you know, we've been seeing this now where um, in light of the uh, quote unquote good economy, the economy isn't good. But, you know, uh, in the light of the economy that economists measure as good, you know, people are like the military is seeing a decrease in recruits and isn't meeting its goals. And you bet your fucking ass that free college would lead to a decrease because it you know like it undercuts the gi bill and other things and you know the economic reasons that force people to sign up for the dehumanizing shit fest that is the united states military a lot of people basically look at college and they have kind of i'll just lump it into one of three options depending on who they are and this isn't so it's not actually an option you have one of three lanes that you're in is a better way to put it you're in the lane that you're rich and it's already being paid for or somebody's rich and it's already being paid for. You know, some people have like a grandparent that is, is somewhat wealthy that pays for it or things like that. Um, and that of course, you know, those people don't think of themselves as rich because they've never lived the rich lifestyle, but they're still benefiting from the wealth. And so it's still the same. Um, and so you don't have to think about it. Great. Great for you. Okay. Move on. You don't matter. Um, (laughs) The, the next lane of people are people that can kind of scrape it together by paying for some things themselves, by getting some family port support, by getting some scholarships and financial aid assistance, and by getting some loans. Some combination of those things, or maybe just one of those things, a big fat fucking loan. So then you have one more lane that you're in. You know that you don't want a loan or you literally can't get one because your family is so fucking poor. Like, that's something that's get talked about. <laughs> um, and uh, you need a way to pay for college. Well, guess what? A lot of those people do. It's the military. And you can ask people, why, were you in, why did you join the military? I did it for economic reasons. And if you dig a little deeper, they're going to mention free college so much of the time we've literally had presidential candidates say that yes so on our show (laughs) and the thing is is again it is a it's it's it looks like a path out to people and so it's presented as this positive a lot of the time you know this is like the fake feel-good story phenomena on like a political scale (laughs) um you know where it's like oh you know he you know our son was the first to go to college because he joined the military and he served in the military and yes he was never really quite the same after his service but he did get to go to college and he was the first one and and now he has a a job that's better than any of us have ever had doesn't matter if it's actually good you know it's just it's it's gross it's really gross and so that's that's something that you're not going to hear. 
you know, Mayor Pete's not going to say this. And, and for that matter, Mitch McConnell is not going to say this. You know, he's not going to open his mouth. Should Donald Trump, you never know what he's going to say, but he's probably not going to say this. Um, they're not the people on on the right are not going to say military recruitment's going to go down if we give people free college because you can't say that. But that's the, the truth. problem with Republican beliefs is that if you state them clearly and obviously, they sound like just fascistic, anti-human cruelty drivel, which is why they got to mask it with all of this bullshit and why fascists can't ever say to the people they're recruiting, like what they're actually doing. And right. le leftists can just say, you know, hey, um, you know, the system that we have that makes people poor and makes people starve and makes people die, you know, maybe we could do something better than that. And we don't have to conceal our views like the, the Republicans do, because the fundamental germ of Republican thought is or like conservative thought in general is that there are some people that by merit of their individual action deserve to die and that we shouldn't support them. Yeah, because the system benefits. Yeah, like there's going to be a there's going to be a class of people at the very bottom of society that can't afford food and will starve and die. And that's fine because that's the system working as intended. It's and then let's talk about one of the classes cruelty. One of the classes just above that, which is the people who are in massive college debt. Where yes, maybe you're working an okay job, but you're you're constantly trying to pay off this debt. And for a lot of people, you know in the back of your mind, you're maybe never gonna pay it off. You're making payments that are so small that it's below the the interest amount. You know, your your loan amount is getting bigger every year. Uh that's that's debt slavery. <laughs> that is literally what that is. And like people come out of college and they have like assets, quote unquote, but if you have debts so that way you're at your ass is still broke. Like you haven't actually got nowhere. But like that's something that mm -hmm. disturbs people that have invested their whole lives into it and they don't want to hear all that. So, I mean, I feel like we've covered everything. Well, not well, here's the thing. We have not covered everything. We covered no. maybe like 30% of this issue. This was a um an episode. This is definitely an episode. Yeah. So, I know that we've been trying especially in episodes like this that are very relevant to our modern political sphere to insert a little bit of activism. And honestly, there's not that much to do on this one at the moment necessarily. I mean, there's always the usual shit to do. However, I do want to say one thing. There is actually one huge thing that you can do. If you have college debt, tell people. Talk about it. Everyone should be discussing their college debt. Everyone should be discussing the terms of their loans. because. When we hide this stuff from each other, that does not help ourselves. 
It helps the people that are controlling us financially. So you need to get out there and tell people, I'm in fucking college debt for this much, and this is what it would take for me to pay it off and shit like that so that people know. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, is it's not even just the stories that you think of. There are all these people in their 40s and 50s and 60s that have college debt they can't pay off, and they can't retire. And so there are all these stories, and those people, they don't want to tell. They're ashamed. They're ashamed because they feel like they failed. They never did it. Guess what? You're not a fucking failure. If you got a degree and worked your ass off for all these years and made payments and did shit, you're a champ. And you need to fucking get some relief, not be told that this can't come. And so if you want it, one of the easiest things you can do is just talk to people. Be honest. Talk with your family and friends and say, Let's raise our hands. Who's got college debt? Let's talk about it. Let's look at our financial paperwork and, and see who's getting screwed the baddest here because we need to get educated enough so that we can stop this. It's, yeah. And, you know, it's the same sort of thing that you should be doing with your salary. There's a taboo against telling your coworkers your salary that only benefits bosses. It's, it's solidarity. The rich people have class solidarity and they're trying to do everything they can to prevent everyone else from getting class solidarity. So Rich people's net worth's out there on the internet for you to find, but they don't want you to talk about your salary. So, you know, talk to your friends, talk to your family, talk to your coworkers about your salary, about your debts, and learn about each other's situations because that's the only way we're going to break the shit that's spewing from the unionized rich. I think if enough people realize how bad it was and how many people in their lives it's affecting, you know, we've, we've talked before about the power of this kind of personal change. When people come to their friends and family and say, I support blank or I'm a part of blank and blank is a thing that's not currently societally accepted, which basically being someone who's drowning in college debt is not really societally accepted in the sense that people just talk openly about it. So it's time to step up. It's time to speak up, get together with your friends and be honest about this shit because we've got to renegotiate the terms of this fucking deal. And you can't do that if you don't even know what the terms are. The terms are, okay, yeah. boomer, shut up, boomer. We're passing this without you, <laughs> Those are the terms of the deal. Learn them, familiarize them, and uh, move forward. Uh, so, well, I believe that's everything on our end. I believe yeah, that. I don't think there's much else to say. I think the last thing we could say is just in an episode with some dark stuff. I, I think free college is looking pretty hopeful for 2020. It's actually looking more hopeful than some of the other stuff we've talked about. Um, Let's just push. Let's just wait, push. Wait, our last piece of advice for college students should be to take a deep breath, meditate, forget about your student debt, forget about whatever money you owe, and yeah. donate to us on Patreon. Please. We're patreon.com yes, slash not safe. Uh, please give us money. $5 will uh, really help the show move up. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and just help it keep going. We really appreciate it. If you love content, um, you know, it really means a lot. It also means a lot if you like and share it on Twitter and shit like that. Like, everything helps. So Comment. But on the tweets, whatever, all that. Yes. Yeah. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening as always. 
We are not safe for wonks. I'm Kennedy Cooper. Brandon Talk to you again after a while. Bye-bye. Yeah, see ya.